Tom Turbovich! Get ready for a Tommy Turbo Masterclass. Masterclass. Teamless Tuesday is here. And the boys are hard as a rock. Don't be a weak-gutted dog. Leave that for Jamin Salmon. Get ready for the best super coach show on the planet. It's so good, it's better than Lego. You're now listening to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Brandon Savage. Brandon Savage. Hello and welcome back to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of Still Yet to Be Decided. I'm joined here by the 2021 champion of the Supercoach world, Timmy Moody, the coach of, I feel like you're never going to change your name now, the Vili Army. Yeah, look, I'm never going to. Like, as long as Vili Army kick out still playing footy, I'll be still the Vili Army. I mean, once he retires, I might hang up the name and go something fresh, but... Good chance I'll still keep it. You might have a new little man crush, but I actually walked past him the other day. I've walked past all these players all Mm. the time, but I reckon he gave me an eye. He gave, he like looked me up, like looked me up and down, and I reckon he was like, I know you. I reckon it was probably more like, yeah, I reckon I could smash him, (laughs) but I reckon he'd do that to everyone he looks at, but it's just probably something that big blokes do. For sure. He's he's massive. Like the fact that he's not even a middle. Is ridiculous. Mm. I guess he's a different type. Like if he was, if he ran a bit slower and was a bit less fit, he'd definitely be a middle. Yeah. But the fact he's so explosive and fast, geez. Anyway, today we're talking about front rows. Last week was hooker. I was with Jake and it was a good little podcast. Um, We went for half an hour just on hookers alone, which was, I mean, more than enough. Yep. But. It is 2024 right now, and the Supercoach preseason is truly underway. All the content creators are getting about their work. I even saw the Whisperer came out of retirement. Oh, yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah, he came out of retirement. and um, like John Farnham. Yeah, a bit, a bit of John Come Farnham. back to her. Um, but, yeah, uh, front row forward is a bit of a funny one because is it actually a great position to capitalise on? I don't know if it is, but I feel like you can get behind very easily yeah, on it. for sure. That was me last year. I didn't have Payne House, which I felt like it cost me. I feel like there was lots of other things that cost me, but that was something that I felt every game I was watching Payne House going, oh, man. And then I'd be like, oh, he's coming off good. Check his score and it'd be massive. And then every time he come back on the field, you know, just giving you stress and he just starts to work up in the back end of those games – those offloads sort of come in. If they come into his game frequently, I think he's just hard to pass up on. But the thing that's interesting is a lot of us will probably say we want to start with him, but then there's going to be more important things we want to do in our side of fullback, you know, in other positions, halfback, stuff like that. Might be trying to squeeze Nico and Nathan or something. And you might need to go, like, if I went down 100K and I went to say, you know, who we got, like, to, to put um, Tarpany. Tarpany, 100K discount. Yeah, yeah I'm not, sure. I'll just go him and that way I can – now I can afford to go Cleary instead of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So The thing is, I'm pretty sold on Payne Haas. Um, spoiler alert straight away. I'm always spoiling at the start of the episode. But um, I'm pretty keen on Payne, Payne Haas, but I haven't yet sacrificed him in any of my draft sides at the moment. And I've changed my draft side just a little bit. Mm. And I'm very happy with the makeup of it. And Payne Haas kind of leads that at the front. One position, we did talk last week about hookers. I did 
I have downgraded to Reese Robson. And me and Jake talked about that. So if you haven't haven't heard that, go back to the Hookers podcast. We explain why we like all these different types of players. But I've saved 200 k by going, hey, Grant, to Reese Robson, which allows me to keep someone like Payne Haas. But we will talk about all the other options. Um, I'm going to kick it off with the top four guns in the front row at the moment. So I was going to kick off this with top five, but I don't think there's a clear top five. Um, I think the fifth one is up for contention because it's just it's just so nice open just chuck a, the, the guys that seem similar. But in there's this, a clear yeah. top four, so we'll start with Payne Haas. And at the start of the season, in the first six games, and a matter of fact, across the whole season, he averaged 65 minutes. Um, towards the end of the year, he actually went a bit lower, which is funny because usually front row forwards go the other way around; they kind of build into their season. But Payne Haas, 80 average in the first six rounds with a 73 average overall. Mm-hmm. So he obviously dropped off through that origin period and towards the end of the year. So Payne Haas is someone who religiously starts quite hot. So I think that's why I'm very keen on him because you're getting value for what you're actually paying for him up front. Yep. So you're paying for a 73 average when last year he averaged 80 in the first six. So obviously you can't just copy and paste for season to season, but this is – Payne Haas and what he does when he's fresh. This is where my thinking is a little bit like with wanting to start with Payne Haas because I think you're going to have to probably pass like let go of him in the middle part of the season for Origin. Then we decide do we want to get him back because we know that he does drop off a little bit. So then we get um and and there's always other people we're trying to get back into our side and props not as important. So a lot of the time we don't end up getting him back. So for me, I'm thinking if he's the best prop, I want to have him at some point of the year and take advantage of having the most. Points in that position for some points, so it's probably going to be the start of the season for me. That's where it makes sense, and that's where I'm sort of leaning to with Harry as well. But that was last week, and that you know I might not be able to afford all these people. I've got a lot of gaps in my side. I've just penciled in a few guys yeah. I really want. So it's funny because Payne Haas, in the past, I've agreed with every creator that says like the rugby league guru at the moment. He's saying you don't need to start with Payne Haas because last year he didn't, and he actually ranked really well. And it didn't hurt him. Like, he wasn't a non-owner feeling hurt because of it. And I 100% agree with that. Like, I think you can – the front row forward is a position where you don't necessarily need a gun in there. But I think it's about capitalising points where you can. Like, you see early in the season last year, I ranked – I was inside the top 100 uh, fairly quickly. And I had Payne Haas. And if I didn't have him – would I have been there? I, I don't know. I would have felt like I wasn't hurt from it, but maybe I would have been. Mm. All these other options I'm looking at average around, you know, 60 to 65 in the first six weeks because it takes these forwards a bit longer, whereas Payne Haas is the type of player who, when he hasn't been beaten up week to week, especially Hits he's – the ground running. Yeah, he, he's – You can take that extra 15 points, 15 points, 15 points, you know, that adds up over yeah. the first three weeks. And, and his type of play, he is banged up by the end of the season, every season. My plan with him, you're always happy to sell him over the origin period. Mm-hmm. And if you grab that 80 in that first few weeks and then you go to someone like like I did AFB, AFB last yep. year, he averages 80 throughout the buy period and then say he gets injured or drops off later in the year because he's just picked up the slack because of, of the origin period, you go to someone like Tino. So you're averaging about 75 to 80 in your front row for the whole year because of the way you've traded. And I get the argument in 
you don't want to spend as much trades in the front row as you do in other positions, which I agree. But at the same time, I think last year I spent more trades than I ever have in the front row. And yeah, it really, it really helped. Tohu, Corey Horsburgh, AFB. There was, there was Tino who I missed out on. Mm. And, you know, maybe if I made one less trade So there. I think you made some good decisions in – in the prop position, but for me, I made t- too many decisions and more of them were bad. Yeah. So, um, yeah, t- I guess we, I'm trying to correct my sort of mistakes and for you, you kind of look at it and go, oh, that's not too much of a thing for me. So I guess we all just kind of need to work out where what we need to improve right. on, on in our sides to sort of make us think that that'll put us in the right direction. And I'm going to go. Th- <laughs> I'm going to go through three other premium front row forwards. Yep. Maybe you don't want to start with a front row. We're going to go through the mid range options as well. But yeah, like there's at least a hundred k discount on the next guy. Oh, except Tino. Yeah. But um, with someone like Haas, if you're missing out on them front row positions, but you've got double fullback instead of like a KO weeks up there. Yep. And you're capitalizing in that position, yeah. then that's how you got to. You can't just look at it from the points they're scoring. You've also got to look at it on the points you're getting or missing out on. Yeah, and if you are going to pass on Payne House and you are going for some media range guys, um, you don't have to stress about other people who are talking about they're getting Payne House if you're got that covered in other yeah. positions because you know that they probably don't. So, And there are a few good mid-range options going around this year, so I think that is a viable option. But we'll move on to Tino. In the first – so I'm going off of six-week sample size because I mm. feel like in the first six weeks you don't really want to get yeah, another gun yeah. in straight away. So I think the first six weeks is kind of important. Um, he averaged 60 to 70 minutes throughout the whole year, so it didn't change. It's not like he eased into the season like all the other front rowers. Um, he averaged 66 in the first six weeks and then 73 throughout the whole season. So he is someone who does ease into his work a bit and you figured that out last season when you had him. Yeah, so I started with him. I was losing 14 points on average per game or whatever I think the math is. Here, I yeah. Think, yeah. Um, so that, that did add up for me and there was other things that didn't go too well but that's where I noticed it week after week and I think just – Watching, he was getting good minutes. Um, he was just making a lot of tackles, not as many runs, whereas Payne Hass was, you know, making the tackles, making the runs, yeah. and he was just doing everything. So, but now that we're on Tino, I've got a feeling like I'm so big on starting with Payne Hass to correct that. I could see Tino just coming out the box, and then I'll be like, mm, of course. I, I've of heavily course. considered it as well because he, um, you know, played for Australia in the World Cup. So did Tino, but. You know, Haas is the kind of player who goes 100% all the time. Mm. So so is Tino, to be fair, but the style of play Haas is. He just... He, you reckon uh, he might have a different form of, like, like more runs, more more offloads or something under a new coach or... Who? Tino? Yeah. It's hard to really predict, huh? But I guess if we can actually walk, get an eye on the trials and maybe just That's sort of a see. very good point, so... Palacia is coming into the middle rotation, so that's another person that could potentially take his minutes. Okay. But have a look at Jake Trebojevich, James Graham in the past under Des Hasler. They've really regressed as super coach options because he's turned them into more ball players. Okay. So maybe And he's got a little bit of that in him as well. He he's yeah, yeah he's very good at that. Um I think Des Hasler should be smarter than that to to try and change someone like Tino, but I think just under that alone, potentially that's why you've got to kind of stay 
Yeah, well, I reckon just having a little sneak peek at the trial game might give us a little bit of an idea of just what's going on there. So it might be something to keep an eye on. It could be tricky. I, I've only thought about that now too, which is um, it's a bit scary because I, I was considering going to Tino. Um, but I think Hearts at 750 is pretty good value. Mullet's um, probably a lot bloody bigger too. So Yeah, we've got AFB. Yep. Season average of 72. Average 50 minutes the whole way. So it wasn't an uptick in minutes that really made him go on a run. The tries were very important for his scores. The tries. He did score 80 early on with a try. Yeah. Um, and his scores were pretty good. Like, it, Yeah, I'm not saying he needs them, but they were very important. They were, there were a lot of tries there compared to other front rowers. He does have that ability being that sort of bigger, crashier sort of But that's what he is. Ball of a that, thing, yeah. That's the type of player he is. Um, yeah. He averaged 56 in the first six rounds, which is actually pretty good because, like, looking at him, and especially when I bought him, like, it was far from convincing stats when I yeah. bought him. But 56 in that time, pr- pretty good considering he's got that upside. But He's got to be at his best to actually get those yeah. scores and those um, make that price, keep that price, I think. So. And, like, obviously the front rowers are a bit heavier than most other guys. So I think someone like AFB really benefits from the game time. Yeah, I wouldn't be starting with him. I reckon he's, he's more of a pick-him-up-later yeah. guy. I think six six rounds is perfect. Picking him up lower than what his value is now is probably the perfect time to get you him. You probably don't have to um, miraculously pull it off like the week that he starts yeah. going nuts. You could just afford to go, okay, now he's scoring a lot of tries. It, now it's there's the, t- over it's this the time now because yep. – I think for him, it's time on the park. And in the past, he's been injured a lot. Uh, the fact he does six straight, you can just keep waiting until his price goes down. His break-even might be high. Might get a good score. Break-even getting a bit lower. You can wait another week and just be like, just make sure. Um, because front row is a position where realistically, like he did score 126 get one game last year. Mm. But but that's an outlier game. Yep. Um, Tarpane is the last one. So the the fifth option I, I could have thought of would have been Mitch Barnett maybe or someone else. But I, I, I think these are the clear top four. Average of 61 throughout the whole season. Uh, 50 minutes in the first six rounds average with an average of 64. So 61, he was only three short of his average for the season. Um, but it did mean he, he actually did go a bit better after round six. But still... You're not getting much more from him, especially last season. We thought he was going to come much better. Um, Corey Horsbrat is in the side. There's also Morgan Smithies, who is an English import. Who I love that. What's his surname? Smithies. 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 Is that his real name or they just that's the nickname? Morgan Smithies, yeah. That's mad. Smithies. It just reminds me of Waylon Smithers. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, so he... He's someone who is 650K. He's the lowest of the bunch. And he's probably someone, if you do want to save 100K and get a 61 average, well, that's good. But Payne Haas was averaging 80 in the first six last year. So I know you can't copy and paste, but I think with Tarpanay, you kind of can. Because mm. he kind of does the same thing every season in the first six at least. Yep. Um, but it's still kind of an okay option. Yeah. Although, I think if you're saving 100K for an average of 60, a lot of these mid-range guys, I'm expecting to average about 55. You might as well just go down to them, I reckon, yeah. too. Yeah. Exactly. Unless um, you've got a real good feeling about Mitch Barnett or... 
there are a couple of front row forwards here. There's like Jack DeBell and Mitch Barnett. Junior Paulo's 577,000. He's looking very fit at the moment. I would have loved to start with him, but just the price is way too I started too with him in 2021. Did well. He did well. But I, just, yeah, I, I don't feel it. Yeah, it yeah. was Takiyaho. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's Blake Laurie, Fodawaka, Jared Wallace, Paseka, Max King, Jake Trebojevic, and Jake Trebojevic is 545. Are, are we considering any of them? I'm a little bit interested in like Lolo, but it's only That's mid-range. Ma- That's mid-range. Yeah. Oh, so are you going down further? Yeah. We're going to start at the mid-ranges now. Okay. So we're starting at the mid-ranges. Ruben Cotter, 542,000. I'm a bit interested in him. So he averaged 51 from round one to six. Yep. But from round six to 12, he averaged closer to 70. Um, so it took him a while to warm into it. But I think the Cowboys are going to start more so that six to 12 range rather than starting slow like they did last year. I'm pretty mm. high on the Cowboys this yeah, year. Yeah, they'd want to have a, uh, they'd really want to fix their start this year. But who knows? Maybe they just start slow again because that's their thing. Um, that could have been a one-off year a couple of years back where they just sort of popped out. They're a good side, but... Yeah. I just feel like with the Cowboys, they went... I said this last week, actually. They went through a massive preseason and the year after, oh, 20, leading into 2023, the World Cup really affected like Nanai, Cotter, all their... Valentine Holmes, all these guys. Mm. Cotter's a pretty... Decent-ish price, but you, you're probably you're probably going to at least get what he's worth. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, five forty. He his season average was fifty three. So even if you get that mm. compared to Tarpane's sixty in the first six rounds, yeah, he could pop out some seventies. Exactly. He's got that like attacking play in him. I don't I don't mind him as an option. So oh, I honestly don't love it. But I honestly, think if you're not going Haas, you're saving at least two hundred k and going to Cotter. And like, probably staying away from Tino. Look, you could just pull off nicely. You could, like, just to say, nails a you know, couple of little um, tackle busts, line break, maybe even scores a little meat pie. Could match Payne Haas over the starting period. Exactly. Imagine if he did do that. Like, that'd exactly. be a massive head start. Yep. I I like it, especially with the regression. Of- I don't know. If I'm just talking myself into it because it sounds good. Like, but. It sounds good, but I'm already starting with Robson at this stage, so I'm just don't holding want, off that. Yeah. I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Might even go lay butt at centre too. But how much is he? I think he's a bit more than I'd want to pay. He's four fifty, but yeah, I, I think that's why I like him because no one's going to touch him. Anyway, that's a, okay, that's yeah. a thing for another podcast. But I guess we'll move into Tamalolo just in that same conversation. Four hundred thirty nine k could be a trap. I like. I'm interested in it, but it's like it does feel like. You know, an interesting sort of um, light in the distance. You want to go over and see what it is, and as you get closer, it's, you know. Are you interested just because of the name? No, there's pedigree there. I, I think no, that's what I mean, the name. His high score was 69. Well, yeah, it's not just the name. It's who he I'm not talking about him as the player. It's the, him as an individual, not just because he's his name looks cool on paper or on your Oh, your no, team. no, no, just the name, like Tamalolo, because he's – Done it in the past. Yeah. Well, you can. Yeah. Like I'm. Well, well, I just had this thought about him. I think I was either like on the crapper or in the shower or something like that. I was in the bathroom. I have good thoughts in the bathroom, and um, I thought, 
you know what? He's got a like stretched out career. Like, what if they just sort of decide to go a little harder with him? You know what I mean? Because it's not really. Let's get it's just like let's him. get the best out of him now, rather than yeah. Maybe he just kicks off with a bang. It's true, but then it's just all maybes and what ifs, and the thing- you know, there's no real solid reason t- for me to. <laughs> I just like I'm just trying to find the jewels and try and get a couple. Of them going because even if I don't nail them, I think it'll help other trades that I want to make in coming weeks and stuff like that as well. The thing that worries me with him, uh, whilst it looks good on the surface, price, pedigree, he averaged about 50 minutes last year. He had two scores over 60, mm. 69 and 63 in about, I think, uh, 15 games, three scores over 50. Which is including them two scores over 60. So the rest of them games, all scores under 50 in 12 games. One, two, three, four, five, yeah, six, I thought like there's a bit more in him, hey. And if like, when is it going to come? If it's not going to be in a few more, like if it's not now, is it going to be in a few more years? I, I just feel like there's more out of Tom Lolo, so I think it's got to come. It's just a gut feeling, but I'm like, yeah. there's got to be something this year out of him. Like Otherwise, a bounce, bounce back here, kind of like Mansour in 2020. Oh, maybe if you want to make that parallel, I don't know. But, yeah, I just feel like this got it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, otherwise I feel yeah. like he's just going to fizzle out more. See, the thing is with a lot of these players, you've it's either you've got to rely on their role changing or you're taking a stab in the dark because you're hoping they just come out and blitz it. Mm-hmm. Um, so with someone like Tamalolo, you know he can do it. Maybe he takes a bit of responsibility, um, you know, in starting well himself in order so that, Team starts well and being a senior player, just trying to add more in the pros basket. I mean, you're pretty much getting what you pay for at least. So Yeah, I couldn't go too much worse. I mean, it's not going to drop major cash. Yeah. It's not, I- and when you think about it, like let's say let's say Cotter at five five forty is value compared to saving two hundred K on Payne Haas. If Cotter's gonna average fifty five or sixty in the first six rounds, and you get an average of 50 from Tamalolo, that's another 310K from Haas that you can use elsewhere. Imagine if Ruben Cotter and Lolo just absolutely went off like a... That'd be so funny. Are they losing losing anyone? Tamo? Tamo, he's been gone for a while, has he? Yeah. Tamo, McLean's healthy. They've got some other forwards coming up. But, yeah, that could be an interesting watch. We'll definitely... I don't know if Charles is going to give us anything, but yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, Tamalola actually sold someone a Tonga jersey and didn't send the jersey. That's funny. Yeah, really? Alle- allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. Um, but this guy—that I mean, that doesn't make sense to me. I reckon there's a lot of allegedly about that. Yeah, that doesn't sure. make any it, sense. I don't think it was like the official Jason Tamalola account or something. But he was, yeah, that's he was not. Like, yeah, that's yeah. bullshit, bro. I don't listen to the internet, man. <laughs> Flegler. Yeah. Massive talking point this preseason, 475,000. What are our thoughts on for Flegler? Well, he seems very popular. I see anyone that wants to sort of post their side or, you know, whisper things in my ear about what they want to do. It always sort of seems to have him and Payne House up the top. That's what I've noticed. I don't have him here at the moment just because I'm trying to sort of – I'll probably will go there just because if everyone's doing it and it, you know – I don't want to then be like, ah, oh, I've got to now make a trade in the prop. Yeah. I kind of like um, Rudolph at 
a similar price, but that's only just because of the he's off the beers sort of chat. And you know, I just feel like you know, if you're gonna say you're gonna have a, you want to have a big season or whatever, I feel like you kind of got to have a big season. We're and talk- I feel like I just start off start off with it too. Right? We're, we're talking about him next, but Flagler obviously moves over to the Dolphins. Average about forty five minutes every game last year, mm. um, but. So moving over to the Dolphins, that their forward pack, Wallace, Gilbert, Bromwich. Get more minutes. He will get more minutes. Um, but the games he played over 50 minutes for the Broncos, he only averaged 53. Interesting. So his, his involvement sort of dropped off a little bit it, over the time. His PPM went down as the minutes went up, okay. which is only um, – so he's priced at about a 45 average, which is only a seven, eight-point advantage, which is still – like 70, 80K profit at least. Do you know what I'm thinking though? He, reckon he might see himself as more of the, you know, one of the main, the, the main guy, whereas before he was like kind of, you know, behind um, yeah. Haas and Carrigan doing a lot of work in the middle, whereas he might sort of see himself as, I've got to make more tackles. I've got to and, take and, more runs. And, and that's the thing with, based on this, you're still getting seven to eight points value on, on his price. If he plays 50 minutes at least. Mm. And then there's the added factor of, okay, I'm the Australian prop here. I've got to step up for this team and be the leader. Whereas yeah. before, Carrigan, Haas takes so many hit-ups that Flegler couldn't possibly take it's any hit-ups. It's hard to get your hand in So there. the the fact that Flegler is the guy and he is seven slash eight points undervalued already Knowing he's probably going to grow another leg, I think there's a lot more. I think value I there. like him a bit more than Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. I just like the. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, if Flegler just wants to come out and say he's off the beers, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. I've got Rudolph here, four hundred eighty thousand. Yeah, I've never even really considered Rudolph as a super coach option either. I've never really got, watched him as super coach. Like, oh, what's he doing? What's he yeah. scoring? What minutes is he getting? So it's just like him saying that. Yeah. So he's the kind of guy that just isn't super coach relevant. Um, but he's four hundred eighty thousand. So first, he's five k more than Flegler. Um, he already had a forty seven average, which is like. For someone like Toby Rudolph, you kind of expected him to be having like a maybe a forty average. So realistically, he'll need to uptick himself to a forty-five. Oh, sorry, fifty-five to be at least relevant and to be a really good purchase. He need to go up to sixty, which mm. in games over fifty minutes, he averaged sixty-one. Which is, I mean, if he's fit enough, that means he can do that. But my question is. Is that expecting way too much of him? Just knowing that mm. they've already got Finucane, McInnes, Hamlin, Uele, Royce Hunt, who they're pretty happy to give small minutes to, and he's only getting yeah, and they're all getting a bit more, you know, senior. Well, as like well, they're already getting you. small minutes. There's no way they can get less. Where are the minutes going to go to him? Like yeah. where are the extra minutes coming from? Whereas it does seem more like on the flip side, if you're tossing up between him and Fuego, Fuego's more. The main guy, whereas he's and like amongst a few other older blokes and yeah stuff like that. Whereas there's a lot of forwards, yeah, at at Cronulla that are all handy and big and yeah, and they can do a job. And like the way they've got their team set up, they don't really need big minute forwards because they've got so many of them. Yeah, um, 
Oh, I'm leaning more towards the league. Yeah, and they don't really have a bench utility to, to like give more minutes to. Like mm. they had Trindle, they had Moylan, and I don't think I because I was partly with, my, with wanting to do Rudolph instead of Fuego. I put kind of more just to be different, but I don't think it was having a point of difference in props really where you need to be trying to get. I get trying Rudolph, but I think that means you still get Flegler. Like if you paired them up yeah, together, you, yeah, um, that could. If you avoided Haas and then went... Yeah, because the fact that Rudolph still averaged 47, I think that's still pretty good considering. And if he's going to come out and start... There's a lot of different strategies you could do with um, Prop 2. Like, instead of going Haas and another guy that's kind of like... Like Flegler. Up there-ish, yeah. Say you were to go Flegler and Rudolph, instead of... Or or someone similar around that price, the two um, backup guys, instead of having those... 200k guys that don't ever really kick off it's hard for you to generate cash it's hard for them to get minutes sometimes you're stuck playing them because your main guy's got to buy you're like oh, i'll play him for one week and he ends up getting you 15 points or something yeah you might be able to go guys that you know that are going to get better minutes that are in that sort of 100k more so like range. instead of going has has flagler two cheapies you're going you know um Tomololo, Flegler. Cotter, Flegler, Rudolph. And then uh, and then a 300 like Spencer, kite. Spencer. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, Spencer, exactly. And then it might seem like overspending, but then you might just have to not have to do anything in prop and sit back. At least you, those guys might be generating. If you need to play them, you can play them. What's your thoughts yeah, on that? Yeah, it, it's tricky because that bench prop, you don't really want to rely on them being a reserve for you. But You, you don't, but you also don't want them to be a pain in the ass 200K yeah. guy. That you, you, When it comes to, to buys and stuff and you're like, oh, I need numbers, and there's that guy that just doesn't, doesn't mean yeah. shit. And, and like the 100K you could be using on that player that you're upgrading instead of, say, um, say you're just upgrading 100K to a center wing, but mm. all the cheapies do well. Mm. And you're pretty much in a position where you've spent up and you've missed out on this cheapie and you've got to downgrade to him anyway. Whereas later in the season, you're not stuck with that Franklin Pele, Davy Moali throughout the whole season because you set up your props to get rid of them, really. Yeah, I think it's something I might have a closer look at because yeah. I think it might save a lot of tr- trades. It might save a bit of stress. It might help with cash generation, help with when you are on a buy, when you play on a buy and cover that. Without because sometimes you go, oh fuck, I'll just have to make a trade because I don't want to play this guy and end up making this trade and doing almost yeah. a, a straight swap to some other guy that's going to score the same amount of points. If you just have that up there and sort that out, those sort of mid, kind of midi sort of yeah. guys all up in front row, I think that could be kind of neat. It's definitely a good way to go about it. And like thinking about it, it doesn't help up front, but it helps one down the track and two when buys happen. Yeah, I like that. You can't ha- you can't have two bad front rollers because yeah, especially looking at Payne Haas. I, I actually don't know when the Broncos have a buy, but then also you look at Flegler at the Dolphins. I'll ha- I'll have a quick look. Um, I'm just stalling here while talking. Dolphins round two round. Dolphins have a buy in round three. Yeah, so if you are starting with him, that's a pain in the ass. Yeah, so I think that is definitely something you got to look at. Um, let's have a look at the Broncos, just make sure they don't have an early buy too. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They haven't got a buy. So like, uh, there's a lot of um, lot of 
chat around the uh, Hughes fella from the Dogs with um, Phil Gould saying he's the one Where, that's training the house down. So everyone's sort of plugging him in as their fourth sort of guy. We'll get to him. Yeah. Um, but he's in my side. Yeah, he's uh, in I, one too. I, I did a post on him and I did talk about him in my team reveal. But he could he unless he does get like if he does get some nice minutes, maybe he like gets forty minutes or something. Maybe like that. maybe he's the Max King who's the cheapy who gets That'd be 40. great. That'd yeah, be that'd great. be great. And almost important I mean, to have. But if he's not, then he could be a pain in the ass. He could just be like, Yeah, he's doing well at training. Yeah. Not necessarily gonna mm. It's true, might not even get a start. Yeah. And with this round zero and round one if you've got him, he's pretty much the cheapest you can get in front row. If you've got him and he doesn't get named at least on the bench in round one. The only part of me that makes me do kind of think that he probably will be more – or he's going to be more significant because it's one more one year on in his career, but kind of somewhat more super coach relevant for us is the fact that he did make the Preston – well, someone said, you said last year that Preston was, you know – yeah, Tra- the guy trained the house down. Who's trained the house down now? And he says, "You'd think that he would make that parallel to say that well, this guy's going to have a big season as well. You're not just his." Yeah, and that yeah. So I agree. That- and Chris Patolo was a guy that they were really high on in their preseason as well. He's a middle forward as well. Um, I actually haven't even looked up his price, but if if he's see, so, yeah, I'm just yeah, I don't want to have a situation this year where I've got two two hundred k guys where. I might be able to deal with having one of them. That, like, say this Hughes guy, I know he's doing going to do good things, or or I just hope he does. And I have it. Say I did have another two hundred bottom dollar guy. That I do think it's going to stress me out at at some point. It's going to cause headaches. So, so the good thing is here um, they were massive on Chris Patolo in the preseason. He's exactly the same price as Sam Hughes. He had Mm. two games for an average of twenty three. 34 in 38 minutes, and then he played 15 minutes for 16. At, at a 0.9 PPM in both games, um, did he play? In, he didn't really do much the year before. Um, just a yeah, lot of- see, I think I'd probably rather go, say I had Spensolino and then um, Hughes. That feels like they probably got decent enough-ish minutes. Yeah. And then two other guys yeah. that are better than them. Yeah. Okay, have better minutes, so, but not necessarily... Pain house. I also locked on pain house, but now I'm kind of thinking maybe that's not where I'm at. Maybe I am more of these media guys. Well, the next two guys I'm actually very excited over, so you could even okay. get more excited. Harm Sele goes over to the St. George Laura Dragons. Mm-hmm. $425,000. Um, obviously, Blake Laurie and Jack DeBellin are the guys there, but he'll be the third guy. And he averaged 41.7 for the Rabbitohs. When he was on the field, he was great for the Rabbitohs. And, you know, Rabbitohs with Burgess, Totola and Murray, there's not much there for him. There's mm. a platform for him here at St. George Lawar Dragons. And in games over 45 minutes, he averaged 53. So there's at least 12 yeah, points there. Yeah, I can kind of see that, man. Yeah. I can kind of see I, it happening too. And I remember when I was on uh, the Daily Telegraph live stream last year, Harm Sally was a big talking point because he'd just gone two weeks in a row with big 50 scores um, for his price. He was, like, pretty cheap. I feel like he's got a bit more motor, like, you know, obviously yeah. in him. And then, like, with Laurie, unless he's been training the house down, he's... Laurie had a career year last year, though. Like, yeah, he's a, but he's a real big body, too. Yeah, so there's no might- way he's going to go better than he did, and he played magnificently. But this is... 
the explosive forward that the Dragons mm. could use. And I, I like I know as much as the Dragons roster is pretty looks pretty shit, I'm actually pretty hopeful they're gonna be similar to the Dolphins where they haven't got the roster but they do kind of fight. Yeah. The Dolphins have probably got had a lot more to play for. Oh yeah, but, for sure. But yeah. You like Harm Sally? Yeah, I think it's something to to think about. There's a lot. It's because Jesus. When now, when you start getting more options and stuff, yeah. and you realize you're gonna to have to make a decision, it's hard to sort of. I don't know where I'm at now. It's actually it's quite exciting, but then you look at where you can spend the money. Like, but I think I do like. I'm really more now into that. And if I'm into the mid right price guy, Flagler definitely at least is your best guy. He could be your best guy if you're going to go that midier range, yeah, sort of thing. But not I, not no cheapies. Do you think? Except, except yeah. the Hughes guy. Yeah. Do you think that allows you to, instead of going all mid-rangers in the is second row? Is it Sam? Row, is it Sam Hughes? Sam I'm, Hughes. Yeah, yeah. I'm still, I instead feel of, rude calling him the Hughes guy. <laughs> instead of going all mid-rangers in the second row, do you think it's a viable option to maybe put a gun in there now when if you're using this tactic? Because I really feel like the second row is... is Maybe, a, but then maybe, the, the, you know, you've got to realise that you know, you're taking some off there. You might be taking that off there to do both Nico and... if You, you know, it depends yeah. where your priorities lie. You can't sort of spread it out everywhere. Yeah. But it, it might be worth it. Like if there's one you're really, really keen on, like I would have said normally for feeder, but he's not going to be ready to go. Or if he is, yeah. he's not 100%. But see how, So then like, not necessarily. I, I guess I'm jumping the ball a bit early Who would, who would be your row. big dollar guy? Well, I've got Olaquatu already, so. I saw that. In your, what, what, a lot of people are real, real keen on him at that point. What is that about? Like I know he's a decent, but – I, I Seems like, is it a real feel thing or is just it just a feel up? thing? Yeah, like there's nothing. Early on last year, it just felt like it just felt like he was quite. Was he real dominant in the back end? Because I didn't like I didn't have him, so he I can't. Scored look. 177 in the last game. Oh fuck! So that's what that's what's going on. There. No, I don't think that's what it is. But that's me. what everyone's doing. That's I'm basing it off his first like ten rounds. That's not going to stay in his rolling average though. That 177. But, and he's not going to be scoring 177 again. Bloody hell. Yeah. What happened? How, what did he do? I can't remember that, man. What did he score? What, five tries? Well, remember <laughs> Cooler scored like 180 and DC scored like Oh, yeah. Who did yeah. they play? They what? played the Tigers. Jeez, yeah. That game was ridiculous. So, yeah. So and that, I, I had like yeah. – the reason I don't remember the last round is I think I had about three or four players left in all the yeah. carnage. So, um, But with Olaquat – yeah, I think by that point I wasn't watching it was most poor. of the game. I was watching him, but I was just very nah, – like, The Manly game – I had no one in that game, so I was so depressed. Yeah. Um, but with um, Olaquatu, like he started – I reckon that's what everyone's doing though. That's nah, why everyone's yeah. – Well, maybe they've seen something they like, but that's a different game, man. Yeah, true. That's a different game of no, footy, bro. Anyone? I, I just feel like it's going to be like watching you in the charity match run at a few of these <laughs> like pork chops I've had a look at. Yeah, mate. shout out Sportshed TV charity <laughs> match. If you don't know, I'm playing on February third at Lincoln Oval. Uh, the the Sav's just trading the house down too, and unfortunately, I'm going to be uh, in Gladstone. I wish I could be there. Cause I feel like he's going to take a few heads off. I feel like it's it's getting serious. They're training now and stuff. We're so. training tonight. That's why I'm yeah. all geared up. Um, but yeah, just remember they can't Link, run, can't run without their heads. So, so. <laughs> Link is in the description. Link and Oval tickets are like fifteen dollars, and it's for charity, so you can pretty much keep the receipt and uh, claim it back on tax. 
because it's a charity donation. So um, there is a live stream for five dollars available as well. So I'm sure you'll be. Yeah, I'll be right. I'll be getting around the yeah. cans and uh, forcing me mates to to watch the best game of football of the year. I oh, guess I'm very excited. I'm starting centre, <laughs> so um, I'm usually a half. I played half growing up. You're a bit of a Matty Burton, though. You know, you've just got to, you know, work yeah. your strength. Well, and the team needs you out there, mate. So. Yeah, play, I, I played half in um, growing up in Wade Graham's and Regan Campbell Gillard's team, and Justin Horror's brother. He was he was a halfback. Yeah, I was the five eight. Um, so I'm, I don't know. I, I feel like centre is the next best position for me, though. Cause yeah, because you're going to get a, right. you'll get a bit of ball, and you oh, I can't see you passing unless you. No, uh, and let, like if you're, I feel, feel like you're a run first guy, so. No, I'm a pass first guy. I don't know all about the that. Time. We'll but in centre, I might I might run first. Maybe tackle. In Oztag, I'm not that like I'm not that steppy. So that's why bit I'm of a hog though. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Terrell May. Yeah. Um, plays for the Roosters. I know we've got Spencer Linu there, who we'll move on to after that. But mm-hmm. Terrell May, 42 average. From round 22 onwards, he had scores of 60, 28, 58, 52, 72, and 65 in 50 minutes. What happened into that? Well, there was a few 50s in there. and tw- There was 120. What was yeah, the outlier? They're all pretty much the same except for the 128, was it? The 20 was in 20 minutes. Okay. So yeah, I was going to ask what yeah, happened. He, there, he yeah. didn't get the minutes. Um, so he averaged um, 55 in, in from round 22 onwards. Uh getting about 50 minutes, and that's with all hands on deck. Um, obviously, Spencer coming to the club might change. I'm curious how they use Spencer. Do they just kind of have the same impact, let him come on impact, similar copy and paste the minutes? Or I would think that with their squad, they would probably – their forwards, they would probably give him more minutes. But maybe he's not that type of player because he's so ruthless and so – like goes intense, like well, maybe that's not. I talked suits about his it. Game. I, I talked know. about it with Jake last week, and we co- tried to kind of get the split. So, what I'm thinking is Lindsay Collins 50 minutes and 30 minutes to Jared, and then I think Spencer and Terrell split 40 40. Okay, because I was wondering who would get, like, would one get more minutes? You'd think that Spencer, even though. Terrell's done time more at the club. You'd think that with Spencer coming from a three-time premiership yeah. winning club, I know but he's not the sole reason for those wins or whatever, but being around that, you think maybe he would be above him in the pecking yeah. order. Surely, right? He'd be above Terrell May in the pecking order. I think so. But but I that might not translate to minutes depending on how they want to use yeah. him. Yeah. Like you might start and play 30 minutes still. Mm. Um. I don't feel like it could hurt too much. I think he's going to lose much cash. The, the thing with Terrell, he's priced... Oh, I'm thinking about... I'm talking about Spencer. Yeah. The thing with Terrell, he's based on a 42 average, and he averaged 55 in their last rounds. Obviously, them last rounds, teams are more fatigued and... Um, Big th- dude. Th- there's more work for him to do early on in the season, so there probably is... I think he probably averages 45 with upside, though. Like, uh, averages 45 in base... With upside, what do you reckon? Yeah. So do you, do you reckon who do I could have a better work like work rate? Do you reckon while they're on the field, Spenny like Terrell will have a better work rate, but Spencer might be. I'll, I'll move on to Spencer just quickly. So, tra- so so I I just want to speak about Spencer because if he does get the minutes, that's going to be interesting. So he's based on a thirty-two average, um, one ppm. 
But games, he played over 30 minutes, which was, uh, I think it was like four or five. Yeah. He averaged 33. Over how many minutes? Any game over 30 minutes. So he didn't play above 45 minutes. Oh, okay. All season, but he averaged 33 in the games he played over 30 minutes, which he usually played 25 to 30 minutes every week. Um, and the games he played over 30 minutes, his PPM went down significantly. Oh. To, and so he only averaged 33 over 30 minutes. So if yeah. he's playing 40 minutes, there's a little bit to work with there, but mm. still like... Maybe I'm leaning... I don't know. Maybe a part of me is leaning more towards Terrell May for some reason. I don't know. Like just see, the tuck- who could you see more being a try scorer? Terrell, close for sure. The yeah, close for to the line, sure. bigger body. Yeah. So, so like Spence is more it. of a busty sort of... Say you go Flegler, Harm Sele, and Terrell, you're spending 1.2 mil. You go Haas, Flegler... And Spencer. Plus Sam spe- Hughes. Sam Hughes is going to be the same. You don't care. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Haas, Flegler, that's 1.25. And then Spencer, that's 1.5. You're still saving 300K by going to these three 400K guys. And realistically. What was the first option? So there was Hain, uh, Payne, Flegler, and um, Terrell? Yep. No, Payne, Flegler, and Spencer. Okay, yep. And then you could go Harm Selle, Tom Flegler, and Terrell May and be spending 300K less. I just wouldn't be confident on who to play as like my second guy each week. And that's I feel like I want to have my second guy as a little bit more. Yeah. A little bit better. Just a clear second. Even like a Lolo. How much more would Lolo be? You know, like is that an extra yeah. 100K or? Yeah. Oh, no, 200. Lolo's in that price range, 430. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'd probably go him. So mate. you could go any three of them, and you're spending less. But I thought Spencer was about three hundred and seventy. No, Spencer's three thirty. But say oh. you get Hearth, yeah. you get Flegler and Spencer. That equals about one point five. Okay. If you get these other three, it equals about. Sorry, I was saying one point two. It's one point three. Okay, um, that's fine. So you're saving two hundred k. Are you getting a more dominant starting player? Probably not, but. You're saving money and you're building depth. Yeah, and that you hope that those other guys might grow a little bit to be able to turn them into yeah, those guys. because all these guys are going to grow, but then there's the counter-argument with the second row over the front row. Like, since What if you could have jewels? If, if some, like, is if any of these those guys that we mentioned got jewel? Many they don't, do they? Or Terrell May might have a jewel? No, I, I actually don't think they do. None of them would. That's a pain in the ass. It'd be really, really nice. Well, unless you put Lolo. Lolo's one. So if you had him. Terrell, nah, not harm. And then Sally. you also had someone else in the second row that had the jewel, which you'd, I don't know who you'd go. Like you'd maybe then have to go like a Tino, but then you're overspending and you're kind of going against that whole idea of having pain ass yeah. in your front row anyway. Fuck, it's a headache, isn't it? it is At least we've got a long time to work this out. Yeah. Um, one I've just spotted here who I wasn't even going to mention Keenan Palacia, 365. He does have the jewel. Um, second row, front row. He's moving from the Broncos to the Titans. So, obviously, they've got Foda Waker, Tino. Um, forget who else. They've got someone really good there. Oh, is it Linu? Do they have uh, – uh, what's his name? Um, Louis, um, the guy that used to play for the 
Isaac Liu. Oh, yeah, yeah, they got Isaac Liu. Liu, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they do. They got Liu. But Keenan Palacia, um, yeah. I assume he could get a starting role. Like Tino could play lock and him and Mo Fodawaka could start. That could be a possibility. It's a possibility. Are we missing someone there? Is there someone else in their mix that we're overlooking? Leo, there's Chris Randall played a lot last year. There's like Jermaine Jolliffe. Jermaine Jolliffe is actually really good. They've got a lot of middles there. Hipgrave or is it? Is he? Is nah, he? he's retired. Um, actually, Palacio, Jesus Christ. So for the first six rounds, scores of 28, 11, 13, 16, 15, 29. And then from there. And then from round 20, right? Yeah. He, he had an uptick in minutes. So he was playing like... Th- 20 to 30 minutes and then there was like the middle period of scoring like 35s, 40s and then towards the end of the season from round 20, 51, 31, 44, 47, 53, 53, wow. Okay, 42. that's a nice find. So 365K. I like that. Starting. Because I like him over Spencer. Especially based on – because a lot of the, that average is just the start of the year being a yep. bit fresher. Yeah. And, and now that he's sort of – Proving his worth, he's getting more minutes at the back yeah. end now. Going to another club, they've seen it. Yeah, that's a good one. Might chuck him in right now. That, Just pencil the, him in. Yeah, that actually the, could be someone I forget about. The so. rough thing about that though is um, he's moving to a club with more forwards. If you're staying at the Broncos, is he dual? Did you say? Yeah. Oh, that's mad. Front row, second row. The thing with Palacia though is if he was at the Broncos, I'd be confident in saying he moves into that front row role. At the Broncos, but the fact he's not, geez, we've been going for 49 minutes. Well, we can I, close I, enough to wrap it up. We'll go talk about Sam I, Hughes. Oh, I still haven't gone to cheapy. So, okay. Lenu, Sam Hughes, Fletcher Baker. Um, now where's he going? Well, what, what club do you get in? No, he's at the Broncos yeah. from the Roosters. Yeah. So, that's probably the guy Spencer moves into his role. Um, or maybe. They sh- With a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. He had a 1.1 PPM. Um, he scored a 58 in 37 minutes, 38 in 44 minutes. He scored a 48 in 42 and a 48 average with over 40 minutes. So his average is 48 over 40 minutes. Um, awesome. So assuming he gets a good role at the Broncos, which I don't think he does. I think Kobe Hetherington probably goes yeah. into the starting role. And they've got a fair bit going on. Um, let me They're just already established. You don't need to be trying like yeah, they don't, overly new things. They or don't need a bench Roosters player to come and um, tell them how they're going to play. Yeah. But how I'll just um, I'll just get what his price is at. He's at da 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 da. Da, 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 I like that. 311K. Yeah, I kind of feel like 750 is a lot to pay for Payne House. Oh, fucking hell. If I'm at like round three or four, I'm like, why don't I have Payne House? I said if you remember the, like, the first person you're going to start with, I'm like, Payne House. He's the first person I'm starting with in my side. This is the first pod we did like just last year. Yeah. Like when team pick a first Actually, drop. Actually, I did it. I clipped it up as well. Yeah. And... and- the first person you said was Payne Haas. Yep, so I can see me this coming to bite me on the ass. But I guess got to play some ice up, super coach. It's kind of why I like doing these podcasts because I like things evolve and things ideas evolve. And, and when you deep dive into players and have a look at them. So who? So was it Rudolph that I was thinking of having? No, yeah, yeah, was Rudolph, it? Yeah, yeah. I think I might instead of going Rudolph, go Lolo. 
Because that way, then I've got Palace. Oh, I've got Lolo. That's been annoying me the whole time. Sorry. It's been above your face. That was my fault. Yeah, it is. You've got to keep looking. I can't see where the microphone is. It's down there. My that looks eyes better. Up here. That looks better, doesn't it? I'm not looking at myself. Oh, whatever. Ask the people at home if you could just uh, send in to Savs. Um, yeah, I think that I just want that jewel. So I think I might go with it. I don't know. Lolo's a little bit awkward too. I'll think about it. I'll tell you which. Which one I'm most excited for? Yep. Harm Sally. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't have him yet. How are we going to fit them all? I don't know. Oh, Palace so is maybe a bench guy. Well, you're going to put him at second row. Yeah, second row. Bench. Yeah, moving down there. And, like, at, at least with that, right, you can – actually, I like that. Putting him in second row and then if some of these guys don't work out – yeah. Because there's going to be a second row cheapie you miss out on, or like a mid-ranger. Yeah, Jesus. All right, cool. We can probably wrap her up, eh? Yeah, I think so. We're um, not too certain on any of the cheapies. It always going to depend on a bit closer. We'll probably have a better idea of, the, you know, whether Especially who's going to get a go. Come, once trials come. And more so teams list Tuesday, who's named in the starting side for, for these really, if you really want to, you know, get a, Good feel. I guess that's the best for these bottom dollar guys. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Cool. Um, we'll wrap it up there. Um, we'll upload the questions podcast on Thursday. We won't record that today. We'll do it. Oh, I, maybe I can just do it if you want. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> if you need me to come around, I can. I'm just going to be. No, uh, we'll do it online if you want. We'll just answer the front row questions. Yep. You can just do it from home. Cool. You happy with that? Yeah. I'll be back late tomorrow, about after 4.30-ish probably. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yep. We have to be after like 9. We'll sort out our uh, administration. Yeah, we'll sort out the administration. Up. Um, but uh, on the bursts, back next week. Um, I'm sure plenty of you hanging out for Desperately it. Desperately hanging out <laughs> oh, for our, So uh, many, so our many. Our rankings and such. No, but once the footy season starts, we're going to have more footy to talk about as well. For so sure, for sure. And I, I think we're we'll um, just scraping at the, you know... Especially with on the burst, but I'm glad we did the off season stuff because mm. it it's going to build the foundation for a massive year this year. Um, and what else have I got to say? I had to say something else. I forgot what it was. Yeah. So questions Thursday on the burst back next week. Back a DM podcast next week, so um, you don't have to. This is just my study room, and I have put no effort in setting it up whatsoever. So. Sorry to the YouTube watchers. You'll be um your eyes will be blessed next week and your wife won't come in and ask you what the fuck are you watching? Why are you watching two guys just sit next <laughs> to each other? At least next week it'll look more like a proper show. So yeah. Um cheers for tuning in and front row forwards. That was surprisingly a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. Big they're, they're big players, the props. Yeah. That's it. All right, cheers. <laughs>